Is this thing on? Cool. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Uncultured, the podcast. I'm your host, Kripa, here to add a little bit of colour to your weeks. This week's guest is the absolutely beautiful Priya Camilla Sharm. She is a dancer, a singer, and first and foremost, she's a mother to her wonderful son, Jahan. Priya found out that she was pregnant when she was 19 years old, and she was still learning about herself, let alone prepared to raise a son. And Priya takes us through her journey of marriage, divorce, and how life has taken a turn for the better after the birth of Jahan. Here's Priya. Hello, Priya. It is an absolute pleasure to be interviewing you. You look way too good, firstly, to just be chilling at home. Oh, uh, no, no. This is not me at home chilling usually. I actually put in effort. Oh, well, I am absolutely honoured. Um, Priya, tell me about yourself. I've been uh, following you for a while now and have constantly been intrigued about your journey. You are 23, which is... Uh, more or less the same age as me and probably a lot of our listeners, yet the direction of your life has been quite unconventional. At 19, you saw two lines on the pregnancy test. You were in a two-year relationship. You were in love. You were at uni. Let's rewind. What were your passions growing up? So I think it was very obvious from a young age that all I was interested in, interested in was the arts. I grew up in India. I only came here when I was seven. So until I was seven, I lived with my grandparents. And um, I think I got a lot of my passion for, um, you know, music and film and dance, everything from my grandmother. She was a singer herself and she kind of put all these things to me into me from a young age. So she really influenced me a lot. And yeah, so I, I came here. I did do well in school, but I would say that I was always just, I always knew that what I wanted to do was be an entertainer, you know, be an artist. Like that's all I've ever been passionate about, but it was mostly singing. It was not dance. I love to sing. Have you posted any singing stuff? Cause I have seen your dance stuff online. Not as much. I am quite conscious about the whole singing thing. I think it's, um, it makes me feel more vulnerable than dancing does. I think that's what it is. And it's been a journey trying to overcome that, but I definitely am planning to release it this year. But yeah, so it's something that's a little bit more personal and, you know, that I'm more, a bit more conscious of, I guess, than dancing. Why, why do you think that is? I think I connect a lot to music um, in a very deep way. And I do think it makes me, it's, it's a lot of, emotion whereas dancing I think it's I, I haven't reached that stage in dancing yet where I am that emotive I think it's more you know for fun and to spread joy and everything whereas with music it is an incredibly yeah personal vulnerable thing so to put that out there I guess I do get a bit self-conscious mm, I think that probably exacerbates it, the fact that you know your grandma has brought music into your life it makes it a lot more sentimental and you can have a different kind of attachment to it as a result. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually Tamil. So, you know, Tamil music itself is very deep and poetic. And that's what I heard growing up. And it really allowed myself to have that kind of deeper understanding of life and stuff through music. So I think, yeah, that's that's something that I'm still learning how to express to a wider audience. Yeah, I've definitely felt that, you know, that whole... um 
that concept of there are some words in other languages that aren't translatable to English. Like even the way that sentences are strung together, the meaning is completely different or essentially lost because there is no word for it in English? Same with Hindi, same with Hindi and other, you know, Eastern languages. I think whenever I go through and read the lyrics, it's it's so deep. Yeah, you just can't get that in English, unfortunately. Like some of the words you just can't translate, but it's what makes it beautiful. Yeah, it's almost like a secret that all Tamil speakers or all Hindi speakers um, have that no one else can tap into. <laughs> Even being a Tamil speaker, you, I can't really understand what they're saying because it's very... Uh, it's it's kind of like the olden version of the language, kind of like Sanskrit and Hindi. Oh, I sometimes still need subtitles for Tamil movies, even though I know the language. Um, it's it's almost a completely different dialect, to be honest. Like, so you were born here, I'm guessing. Yes. That's amazing that you were born here and you still maintain the language. I'm trying to get my son to do the same, but I think the only re- time I speak in Tamil to him is when I'm getting mad at him. <laughs> you know, so because I can't get mad in public in English, so I'm always like speaking to him in Tamil. Oh my God, he's going to start associating Tamil to discipline. <laughs> I know. That's actually a really good segue though. Your son, Jahan, he is just the absolute cutest baby I've ever seen. How old is he? He is turning three in, I mean, next week, I think, on the eight, uh, oh, sixth, happy birthday. so 10 days away. And how would you describe his personality if you had to? Oh, gosh. Um, he's a very um, big personality for such a small person. I think that's how I can describe him. I mean, he has been since a very young age. So he's definitely an entertainer, too. He loves to dance. Um, and I think that's, yeah, he loves to dance. And he's actually started to sing now, too. But yeah, no, he's adorable. He has such a big personality. And I think he's growing up in a very different way than to how most of us grew up. And he's growing up around different adults than the type of adults we grew up with. The generation gap is much closer between me and him. And um, he lives with two of my closest friends who are also passionate dancers. And so I guess he's growing up around like very open adults that are kind of his friends. I think he relates to us a lot more. Um, yeah, and it's, it's great. He's so open as well. Like he actually... Uh, the one thing that people do tell me about him is that he's they're surprised how even if I'm introducing him to someone new, all I'd have to say is a person's name and he'll go up and hug them. That's kind of what I love about him. He's very open and loving to everyone. Oh, Priya, it sounds like he's growing up in a really healthy, open environment and that's all you can kind of ask. You mentioned that Jahan is three. So that means you would have been... 1920 when he was when I got pregnant born or when you were pregnant yeah it was not planned um I had been with his father for two years at the time so I had met him when I was 17 and we had dated and yeah so it was a surprise uh when I got pregnant and we told our parents uh immediately and they were obviously you can imagine the reaction but I think what made it slightly better was the fact that they already our families knew that we were dating they knew that we were very serious I had just taken him to India to meet my family at the time and so I guess things were quite serious and everyone liked each other it wasn't like a catastrophe our parents to be honest didn't really want us to keep him and at this point was marriage on the cards or was it more just on the horizon what was the state of your relationship? Yeah, look, on the horizon, it wasn't something that I wanted, you know, 
that <laughs> when I was 19, I just felt very young. I felt very overwhelmed um, as soon as I found out. I felt like I was a baby, you know, I always loved kids and I always knew I wanted to be a mother. You know, it's something that I've always felt like that's where my life is going. But at the same time, wasn't ready for it that quick. Um, so I think my parents were a little bit more used to, I guess, from a young age, I've always kind of like, uh, I've had that kind of relationship with my parents where I can tell them what I want and they know that I will do what I want, that type of thing. Whereas my partner at the time, he did not, he had very strict parents. So when we told them it was a bigger shock for them and they were like, this is not a good idea. What happened at the time was we actually had, and it was just, you know, timing that we actually had this trip planned to Melbourne and we had just found out right before the trip. And it was good because I think that trip trip gave us some time away from everything. Like it came, gave us time away from Brisbane, from our parents to really think about like what this means for us. We reflected and everything. And I think I just came to the decision that I may regret having an abortion, but I am never going to regret having a child. So yeah, I was like, okay, it's time to grow up, learn how to do this um, as best as I can. Came home, told everyone. You, you did mention that your parents initially didn't want you to have him. Yes, that's right. Um, they just, uh, so I think more so his parents. The fact that we were so young, they felt, how are you going to be ready to look after a child when you don't have your career sorted, when you pretty much have, you know, no idea how to look after a child. Once we said, look, we're keeping it. I think the biggest thing is I think a lot of uh, South Asian or Indian kids, we have this relationship with our parents where we are constantly trying to not disappoint them. And we're trying to please them and to please society because they care a lot about society and what they think. You know, I totally can get how being banished from your family or being disowned is such a big fear when it comes to making your own decisions. But I, what I have found in my life is that I think once you get past that first hurdle and it is going to be, you know, a shit show a lot of the time, they are going to not like it and everything like that. But I do believe that at the end of the day, they're parents and they want to see their children happy deep down. Once you get through that first obstacle of having difficult conversations and kind of standing up for what you want, even if they react badly to, I think that's like the start of the journey towards becoming closer to your parents and kind of getting rid of those generational barriers. There is that initial shit show, like you said. That probably comes from being worried about perception. Yeah, definitely. I can empathize with them as well because they come from such a different world to what we're growing up in. We're growing up around so many different types of um, cultures and people, especially in Australia. Like I grew up a lot around a lot of kids with divorced parents or like, you know, single parents. It's just kind of like a very normal thing in this like in this culture. It's not that shocking to have young parents or anything like that. But for them, it doesn't happen. I think my parents were kind of no. Both of them were actually equally worried about what is. My parents were more worried about what are people in India going to say. His parents, because they had more of a community in Australia, they were worried about what the community here is going to say. Yeah, and gosh, I'm thinking about how this is such a multi-leveled thing for you the misalignment of our values and our parents' values in that obviously not married, plus you're young, you are actually a single mom now as well. Just kind of imagine what you went through in terms of that feeling of not only the stress of making the decision, but also the guilt of disappointing your parents, which is just a whole nother layer of stress on an already stressful scenario. 
Can you take me back to where your lives were at when you found out about Jahan or found out about the pregnancy? Where were you guys at relationship-wise, career-wise, location-wise? Yeah, so we were just in a relationship. I was studying, so I was studying to be um, a naturopath, uh, which I still am. I'm still doing my Bachelor of Health Science to be a naturopath. And that came to me because when we met, I was doing my yoga teacher training. So I was in the Gold Coast. He was in Brisbane. He's a pilot. So he was working towards being a commercial pilot. Yeah, so that's where our lives were. And we we had that type of relationship where we did actually think that we were going to be together forever. We were very like interwoven. You know, my parents loved him. His parents liked me. We were, I, that is the only thing that made this kind of better. I think if it was someone who I was not with or my parents didn't know, I think the reaction would have been drastically different. And did you guys come to the decision together? So... He was a lot more afraid than I was. I, I think I was afraid, but the fact that I could, you know, feel the child inside of me, I think I had a lot more connection. But once I made that decision, he definitely stuck by my side 100%. He stood up, you know, for me. And he was also young. He was only two years older than me. So he was also at a stage in his life where he was pursuing things with his career. At that time, our lives were kind of going like this because he was looking for a job elsewhere. I was actually looking to move to India because there was a music school that I really wanted to study at there. Yeah, so we our lives were kind of going like this and we had to make the decision whether we let that go and we do this whole thing. We told everyone and the biggest shock to us was how open everyone was. And that was a huge shock because uh, we thought of them as these bunch of closed-minded people. But I guess once you make a decision and you're strong by that decision and people can sense that you're strong in your decision, they have no option but to adjust, if that makes sense. And even if people talked behind our backs or something, I mean, they may have, but especially once Jahan came, I, I don't think anyone can hate a child. When everyone saw him, it kind of brought everyone together. It didn't, there was no bad feelings by that point. I know you mentioned that your lives are going in different directions. Did you guys ever contemplate not being together or possibly going your separate ways prior prior to the pregnancy? Yeah, we did. We did. Um, I think uh, it was getting a little bit clear that although we had strong feelings for each other, um, we were not compatible in a lot of ways. So I think at that time we were, we weren't sure whether this was going to work, but I do think the child kind of made us like, okay, we have to make it work type of thing. And the only condition that our parents put on us was that we get married immediately. So yeah, that kind of, you know, solidified our future for us in our minds. We were like, okay, well, we need to commit to this because a child is a big commitment and we are going to be the parents. So I do think we had enough love to do it. Um, We are not together now and um, it didn't end up working out, but I do still think we are actually um, connected by the fact that we've been through so much together. And is Jahan's father still in Jahan's life? Yes, yes, very much. Um, he, We very much share him. So we actually have a schedule and we put the week up. And we have actually a really great relationship. I can't complain. We are very good friends. I think, you know, after everything that went wrong, we still managed to come together because of our love of Jahan. You know, he's very passionate about his son. And I, I think it's kind of helped Jahan as well, because obviously I think he was 
about one, one and a half. Yeah, one and a half when we decided that we were going to split. Once I moved out into my own house, I think there was only one time where Johan really asked, where is daddy? I think, and once I told him, that you know daddy lives in his house mommy lives in mommy's house he was like okay and now i he's excited to go see daddy he's excited to come see mommy and um it's kind of because of the age i suppose it's kind of the normal for him because i've actually been through it myself my parents are divorced and they got divorced when i was 11 and that was a huge transitional period for any person in their life that made it worse for me whereas i think johan is kind of it's it's just his way of life now what's the hardest part about being a mum, Priya? I guess it's a two-pronged question, to be honest. It's what's the hardest part about being a young mum, but also the hardest part about being a single mum? Yeah. Um, so hardest part about being a young mum, young parent, I think finding for me uh, the first year of having a baby, because, you know, I chose to breastfeed mine up until two years and I was pregnant for nine months and so a lot of my life had to be stopped I had to put a pause on whatever personal goals I had with my career or everything and everything kind of became about Jahan for for when I was pregnant in the first year and um I think that was the biggest challenging part not just about being a young mom I guess being a mom in general I think every mom no matter how old they are they go through this because it's such a big thing they have to usually put a pause on their careers and everything for me it was even a little bit bigger because I had to actually because I've always had this thing in my you know mind that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom it's something that I didn't have growing up because my mom was a professional and I really missed not having that time with her when I was a kid so I always wanted to be there for my child at home and um, he would work and I would stay at home with the baby but it did get very isolating I suppose especially as I had moved from Gold Coast to Brisbane I think I spent a lot of that time alone and you know not having too many friends and in Brisbane not knowing too many people my friends were his friends and the hard part about being a mom I I don't think you know I think everyone knows you know the exhaustion that comes with it the emotions it's it's kind of it's the hardest job I've ever you know and no one can really prepare you for it I think we all get this of being a mom as a peachy thing but going through it at a young age has taught me like a lot just about myself about you have to be very together for your child and it's not easy (laughs) the exhaustion of having a child I I think that is the hardest part because even if you have other things you want to do doing those things get really hard you constantly have this little being that you need to take care of so obviously the move from the gold coast to brisbane would have had this impact on your loneliness and companionship how did it impact your social life so i had a a couple of close friends but i started dance after that year of isolation i was like okay i really need to start having a life for myself because I could see myself struggling mentally with the fact that I was simply a mom. Like that's all I did. That's how I came into dancing. I joined a Bollywood dance school and I kind of developed so many friendships there that I did not see coming. And they're literally like my family now. After that point, my life became kind of split. It wasn't like I was just a mom anymore. I started dancing. I had, you know, a social life. And a a big question I get asked is, where do you leave your child when you go out with your friends or anything like that? And I think people on social media, they tend to only see what is being put out there, right? And it's only one, two 
50% of the reality. Um, and I don't post myself changing diapers or doing assignments. So I do think people are quite shocked by the fact that there's a popping social life. But um, the reality is I get one night a week without my baby and of the weekend. And he gets one night of the week without the baby. And in that one night, I usually plan my social outings. And a lot of my social outings are actually with my baby. So I just take my baby to hang out with people and yeah so that's how I kind of manage everything mm-hmm. it's it's actually so interesting it's almost like when you become a mum everyone kind of has expectation that your entire identity both online and in real life has to become only your mum life and all about your child and what is really commendable about you, I think. It's very clear that your identity is multifaceted and that there are so many elements of your life that shine through beyond being a mum. And obviously being a mum is such an important part of your life, but it's clear that it's not the only thing in your life. Yeah, I, I think that you took the words out of my mouth when you said identity because that's how I felt for, you know, before I started to do my own thing. I felt like my identity was a mother and it had completely changed from being a student or a friend or anything. It just became mother. And although it is, I would still say it's the most important thing in my life, if I didn't have these other things, I, I don't actually even think I would have much to give to him. Like I needed to fill my own cup and also keep my sanity a lot of the times to be able to be a better mother. Yeah, um, I can absolutely understand that feeling. And I guess to put it in a way that's relatable, and obviously this is not even remotely similar to being a mother, it's parallel to the idea of becoming consumed by like a romantic relationship, and I'm sure a lot of people who've gone through this, I've gone through this, where you're so consumed by the relationship and your entire identity is just girlfriend or boyfriend and it's not all the other parts of your life. It means that your happiness is only derived from one place, which is which is tough not only on you because that happiness will never be met, but also on your partner who will just become drained because they can't provide that. Just like you said... By filling your cup, you can come back to the relationship with things that you've learnt and people that you've encountered and keep enriching the relationship because otherwise what what do you what do you you can't bring anything to the relationship because your only identity is that one person. And I think and I can imagine that would be even more exacerbated as a mum because it, you are coming back into your family with him with an enhanced understanding of the world, by meeting people, by understanding people, by understanding yourself. I think that's, yeah, just really important and I can absolutely relate. Yeah, that was a really good comparison, actually, because I think we've all been through that. You you get consumed by a relationship and it's true because if you don't have passions or work, you don't actually have anything to even talk to the person about and you fight more, things get more toxic because you're not, you don't have two separate lives. To, yeah, it's great, great comparison, yeah. And you know what, Priya, I can just imagine that Jahan is happier knowing that his mum is happy, knowing that his mum is bringing back the best version of herself every day. And knowing that he's not a burden on you. He is in a much healthier, more comfortable environment 
knowing that you are multifaceted rather than devoting your entire life to him because that's just yeah not healthy yeah and he's actually so much a part of my social life like people don't I think my friends are his friends you know he is so in love with all of my friends and all my friends are in love with him and they're like literally like all he just has so much more aunties and uncles in his life that come to see him all the time come to play with him all the time and my social life has actually given him more of a sense of family and a community you know even though i didn't have that conventional family setting with him it's kind of like i have you know it's fine because we always have people over at the house for all including jahan and everything that we do and he gets love from so many different people so many different avenues he gets influenced by a lot of different people too which is which is great you know he doesn't just have two people putting everything into him he's going to be such a more holistic fulfilled human being because of that okay here's a spicy one have you started dating post split and what is it like so i think it's a very good question Um, because I I get asked this a lot as well, actually. And I would honestly like to say the amount of times I have been afraid of that and the amount of times I've been shocked by how open men of this generation are, it's amazing. I have never, not one time, had someone negatively respond to the fact that I have a child. And also I'm very transparent from the get-go. I think it's the first thing I mentioned because when people say, what do you do? I think my first thing is I'm a mother. So I always put that in straight away because then you just don't waste your time. The other person's time is just better. Um, But to be honest, I have not really been dating that much or anything just because I, you know, I think I definitely felt like I needed some time, invest in someone fully again. But I have. Everyone's always been like you, just actually pretty surprised and intrigued by the fact that I'm a young single South Asian mother. Where it gets hard is the commitment. And that's something I'm still trying to figure out, you know, like if that's ever going to work, you know, people to commit to a woman with a child. Yeah. And the good thing about that is that it's not coming from a place of prejudice. It could just maybe not be part of someone's life plan. Yes, exactly. Um, And I think it's especially the age thing, you know, because I'm very young. And if the people I see are around my age, you know, we're still trying to figure out life right now. It's a very huge responsibility. You know, right now is even for me, it's the stage where I really need to focus on my career. I, it's not that I am not open to love. I am always very, very open to love when it comes along. Um, but I don't go out of my way to find it. So no apps or anything like that. I, I have actually found it, it kind of walks in when it's right. As much as, you know, there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs in me that, you know, I'm a mother and that it's going to be harder and everything. I do think that it kind of narrows it down, right? I need a very strong, open-minded person. And that's exactly the type of person I would have wanted to be with anyway. I know that you said that your parents kind of came around, especially once Jahan was born. There's a real life tangible human being in front of you I think it makes a very big difference when you are faced with the reality and you can tangibly pour your love into a human being what about extended society and by that I mean friends people in India family did you lose any friends or family or did anyone express a disapproval to your face so never for Jahan I think everyone was kind of just wooed by him you know all the community came together everyone just loves him and after we got married that kind of it just 
disappeared for a lot of people because they were like, okay, they're married, they have a child, that's it. Family in India and everything was so supportive. His family would call me, uh, my family would be calling us trying to see Jahan. So I think everyone was just super. And we went back as well after we had Jahan to see all the family over there and everyone just absolutely loved us. So I think that was fine. I think the judgment from society I think I experienced it more with the splitting. So I think Jahan was not an issue. That that never was something that I got any hate for. Uh, the divorce was something that was a shock to many people. You know, it was a decision that even the parents, obviously, they were not happy about. It was something that we actually kept hushed for quite a long time because, well, not us, we were open about it, but I, I do think the parents kept it hushed um, for their own reasons. And I mean, divorce is not in our culture. It's such a courageous thing that you did, putting yourself first. You know what's best for yourself and for the family and for Jahan, ultimately. To be able to break the the cycle of trauma is really admirable. Did you ever find out what people said behind your back? You know, obviously it's... I think a lot of people don't say much to your face. <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to say what exactly people thought. But from the understanding that I do have, I think a lot of people thought that we didn't try hard enough or we were too young to make such a big decision or that we're not equipped for either marriage or divorce. But I think um, what a lot of people don't realize is that him and I, we are very reflective individuals, I would say. So even when we were in the relationship, we were reflecting a lot. It's been a really long journey to come to the decision of divorce. It was not easy. And we lived together in the period that we thought about it and we tried to make it work multiple times. Um, but I think ultimately the decision for both of us came from the fact that this was not good for our child. At the end of the day, it was not about me, it was not about him. I mean, of course, we need to be, we both need to individually be happy for our child to be happy. But we saw how our child um, at the at that age, he understood a lot less, but he was still at the age where he was starting to understand. Seeing parents fight is a lot unhealthier for a child than having two healthy, happy homes. It was still a gamble kind of, you know, making that decision and thinking, okay, is this the right decision? I think there's been many times where I have doubted myself and I've doubted whether I've made the right decision for him. But I think it became actually very clear, very quick that it was the right decision because even Jahan was a lot happier, a lot more. Everything was a lot more stable. There was no negativity in the households anymore. If we had, I think a lot of, and in South Asian communities, I think this happens so much. I don't think even though, Divorce is not a part of our culture and a lot of people stay together. I actually doubt whether a lot of people are truly happy. So I think they're all staying together out of the whole, you know, uh, what will people say? And it's it's much harder to separate than it is to stay together. For some people, they feel like there's financial reason. There's like so much involved that they just feel it's easier to just stay in it, even if they're not completely happy. Yeah. And I think especially because we have the privilege of growing up in a society that's ever evolving, you know, women have more autonomy. We're able to critically think or we're, able to, we're given the freedom to critically think. And these are privileges that our parents, grandparents, ancestors didn't really have. So being able to make use of that and take the reins. Exactly. Right? You know, when we did make this decision, we had a lot of that from our parents, especially my parents, because they had been through a divorce. That's how they were different. Very similar situation, but still they did not want me to because of their experience with divorce. You know, it was a very hard decision for me to make because, because it impacted my life so much. I always said that I'd never wanted to do that. I always, so it was a huge thing, but I actually think 
it has actually helped me heal my relationship with my parents going through the same thing that they did. I resented them a lot growing up, right? Because obviously I was like, you know, you guys got divorced. It's, it's a normal thing that a divorced child goes through. And I almost feel like it was meant to be that I was put in a very similar situation to them and I had to make very similar choices. That kind of made me empathize with them and it kind of healed all my trauma from my childhood. You know, I don't have anything against my parents for making the, those decisions anymore. I understand it very much because I've been in that same position. And... I think it was about a period of six to seven months where I was going through, oh my God, do I leave? Do I stay? Do I leave? Do I stay? And the only reason I had the strength to leave is because like I told you, I have very strong friendships, very, very strong friendships all through dance, you know, and um, they've all become like my family. And at the time I had all these intelligent, self-aware people around me to give me their experiences. And I think a lot of them had parents that were married. And they were unhappy in their marriage and that impacted them a lot growing up. Just because my parents are together doesn't mean I did not have all this trauma. In fact, sometimes it's more because, you know, you know that two people are living together and they are unhappy. That was a huge thing for me because I'm like, okay, I have a choice right now. I can either pass down more trauma or I can pass down healing. And I think I needed to heal. His father needed to heal. You know, everyone just needed healing and it was not an environment for healing. And it was not going to heal Jahan either. I think the only thing that we could have done was to heal ourselves so that we can be better for our child. And he could grow up to understand that this was actually a decision made out of love, not out of hate. Honestly, that whole spiel, Priya, was beautiful. Um, I think the most amazing thing about it is that you've been able to transform something that was traumatic with your parents into something that's so beautiful and transform something that could have potentially been traumatic for Jahan and make it into something that's healthy and happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the only thing is when Jahan grows up and he asks us these questions as to, you know, why this happened, I wanted us to be able to give him an answer that made him feel like it had nothing to do with him. The family is still there. Him, his father, me, we are still a family. We're just a different type of family. We still have love. It's just a different type of love. You know, it's a friendship. Mm, I think gone are the days where the nuclear family is just default going to be happy and you need to be in a nuclear family to be happy. People who are in one may not necessarily be happy. People who aren't in one may not necessarily be unhappy. There's just so much more nuance in today's society. Your, and, and I think your family epitomizes that. Um, Priya, what kind of person do you want Jahan to be in 10 years? For me, uh, even success for myself is largely based on the interpersonal relationship you have, how you walk on this earth, how you serve. Yeah, I want him to be happy and I want him to be in peace. So that is the number one thing I want for him. I really do want him to grow up to be a very honest person and I would love him to have a lot of respect for women. It changes the world, men who have respect for women. And I really want him to understand the fact that he's raised by one. The other thing is I would like him to be as brave as me and his father with all his decisions. You know, I want him to take a stand for what he believes in, even if he's, you know, disappointing society, or even if he's, even if he feels he's disappointing me, or even if he feels he needs to disobey me, I don't mind as long as he feels like he's doing the right thing. Priya, I'll end this chat with a question that could be a whole can of worms, but what 
advice would you have for someone who is making a decision at a young age or any mom who's struggling in their journey? I can totally understand the fear. It is something, you know, when I saw those two lines on the stick, I think that was some moment where I have felt like I I don't actually know what happens from this point. I felt so uncertain about my future. I did not know how I was going to make it work. I couldn't even imagine a child in my arms or me giving birth. None of this until that happened. I didn't even believe there was a child inside of me. That's how much of a shock it was. All I would say is when you're trying to make that decision, whether you want to sign up for this, is look into your heart. That is all I will tell you. Do not make this decision based on anyone or anyone's opinion, society's opinions, your parents' opinion, or let alone even, you know, at the end of the day, you are the one carrying the child and you are the one who has to deal with the after effects of anything that you do, whether you keep the child or whether you don't keep the child, you are the one who has to deal with that. You have an instinct within you that tells you what is the right thing to do. I would say do that without fear, without fear. Because, and also I would say you're very capable. If I can do it, I feel anyone can do it. I know that I, you know, screw up a lot of the time with Jahan. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know how to put on a nappy. And I was in the hospital looking at this little alien thing that just came out of me. Didn't know how to put on a nappy. And every time I tried, it would just keep leaking. And I remember feeling like I'm so not equipped for this. But you learn. You learn as you grow you just keep learning you know and you know what I think those mistakes would have happened regardless of your age I don't think it's because you're a young mom that you've made those mistakes I think every mom makes those mistakes I think every one makes mistakes regardless of the scenario exactly and every you know you can be 30 you can be 40 having a child and I still think it's going to be such a life-altering thing because it is and it's it's such a and you know you can't even rely on other people's experience that much because every baby is different you you have to learn how to be a parent from your child you can't learn it from books you can't learn it from what other people tell you you're gonna learn through your child and that's very much been my experience as well because there's been so many you know things that people have told me but I have done it differently because it doesn't work for Jahan, like whether it was sleeping or feeding. It was just so much that I've just found that, you know, it doesn't work for my child and I need to listen to him. One huge thing that me and his father relate on is our parenting. I think we both have the same philosophies when it comes to parenting him. You know, um, we're both vegan, so we raised Jahan vegan. I mean, the values that we want to give to him and everything, we kind of relate on a lot of these Can issues. Can I just say, I think it's awesome that you guys were able to turn something that was previously romantic into such a good team. Yeah, I, I think I just, I did get very lucky in the sense that I was with someone who saw eye to eye with me on how we wanted to raise our child. I think that's, that is also actually was because of my mom's relationship with my dad as well. You know, even though they are apart, they are very good friends, you know, they support each other. And I think seeing that is something that when I decided to do this, I was like, that's what I want. Even just imparting that onto Jahan so that he knows that, hey, this is not a toxic environment. This is actually healthy. Exactly. I, uh, when I was doing my yoga teacher training, there was this one thing that I learned um, that kind of, I just carried it on through my life. So the word for posture in Sanskrit is asana. It actually translates into comfortable seat. It's not very comfortable at all, especially if you're just starting it. It's painful. It's very testing mentally. And sometimes you're all like messed up and, you know, 
there's so much pain that comes forward from that. The goal of it is to find the comfortable seat within that pain, to breathe and find that seat. The whole point of life is to find that comfortable seat where there's adversity everywhere. So even if there's so many things that are causing you pain, everything's all messed up, nothing feels right. It's about finding that place where you can breathe through it and you know you're okay. So even through like all of these situations, although it may seem like it was really messy, it may seem like there was a lot of just uncomfortable situations and we've both found a place where we're like, okay, we're okay. We can get through this. Oh, well, I feel like we could just keep going and going. So I'm going to nip it in the bud before we go off the rails. But Priya, it's been an absolute pleasure. This was amazing. Thank you so much for this. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for being so candid and honest and open. Um, Jahan is lucky to have you as much as you're lucky to have him. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's it's actually awakened, you know, a lot within myself to think as well, like these questions, because, you know, the, these questions aren't, I think that's what I love about your podcast is that you're asking the questions that people are too afraid to ask, having the conversations that people don't, are, aren't actually having. And these conversations are so important because without this, we would not know that there are other people like us out there. Oh, stop it. I mean, if even one person can take away something, that's all we'll need. Where can everyone find you? Um, on Instagram? Um, so Instagram, I think that's where I do most of my stuff. So I have a really complicated handle. <laughs> so I think maybe it's better to write it. <laughs> Just Priya with two I's and three A's and the zero zero six. Oh my I made this username before I decided to do any of these things because I did this by chance. I never wanted to be uh, making dance videos and stuff was kind of something that just came to me. No, that's okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so for everyone that J-U-S-T-P-R- I-I-A-A-A-006. You, you can also follow us at Uncultured Pod on Instagram. And I guess we'll see you next week. Bye.